Fighters are extraordinary in so many ways. There's not a ton of them in existence, they have a highly specialized set of terrifying skills, and they're just about the toughest people on the entire planet. On today's list, I'm going to prove to you that fighters might just be built different with 10 borderline unbelievable tales of brushes with the great beyond. These athletes played chess with the Reaper and at the very least got a stalemate. Get your popcorn ready, you're not going to believe what these fighters were able to make it through. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 insane stories of survival from MMA fighters. Number 10, Matt Brown. Have you ever wondered why they call Matt Brown the Immortal? It's one of the coolest nicknames in all of mixed martial arts, but it has nothing to do with fighting. Well, unless you count fighting for your life. A young Matt Brown, completely disillusioned with his small town upbringing, as many a small town folk are, headed to the big city in his early 20s with a total lack of respect for his own existence, partying as hard as he could and doing any illicit substance that was put in front of him. As he explained it, he saw it as a competition. Nobody could do more or go harder than him at the party. This completely insane mentality would lead to Brown ODing on on Brown and being not alive for a full minute before he was revived by paramedics. Back from the other side, Matt earned his nickname, but not any kind of lesson from his experience besides stay away from the smack. Everything else is totally fine. What got him on the straight and narrow path? An equally insane story. High as Shaq in space on Crank and Yay, Brown went to a moose lodge where some unsanctioned MMA was going down. The immortal, feeling his nickname, volunteered to step in as a short notice replacement for one of the bouts. He ran across the street to the local sporting goods store, bought one of those cheapo mouthpieces they sell for people football players, took it to a restaurant nearby so he could boil it, then headed back over to the Moose Lodge to win his first ever fight. And according to Matt, that's when everything turned around for him. He got clean, focused on fighting, and became the legend we know him as today. Number 9. Alex White 10-fight UFC veteran from 2014 to 2019, Alex White did not have an easy path to the octagon. In fact, he probably shouldn't have made it to his fifth birthday. While heading to Disney World for a vacation, car troubles forced White's family to make an unscheduled stop. While Alex's father worked on the vehicle, he and his brother played tag nearby. Thirsty from running around, White returned to the car to take a swig of what he thought was lemonade, but because somebody had already finished it earlier, his father used the jug while working on the vehicle. So instead, what Alex was drinking was gasoline. As White tells the story, he immediately passed out and was in and out of existence on the way to the hospital, EMTs forced to revive him. The doctors were unsure that the child would survive the night, but survive he did. Unfortunately, though, not unmarred. Alex would lose his hearing partially, burn his vocal cords, and develop a speech impediment from the resulting damage of the incident. His trouble speaking would result in White being picked on severely growing up. It was this poor treatment that in part would lead him to martial arts, so he could protect himself and his brother. Living in a camper and working in fast food, Alex Alex's prospects in life were pretty grim, until he made his way to the gym where he quickly became a standout. Years of hard living had more than steeled his mind for the pain that would come with training, and just two years after turning pro, White would get signed with the UFC. Number 8. BJ Penn 2020 was a rough year for pretty much everybody, but did you get sucked into the engine room of a wave pool and nearly meet your doom? Because BJ Penn did. Sharing a few images of his dings and cuts on Instagram while recounting the story in 2021, you would think just by the minor nature of the scrapes and marks that the prodigy simply, I don't know, stumbled down a concrete ramp or something. Nothing too bad. No, what happened to him was straight out of a horror movie. While chilling at a water park he refuses to name, Penn was sitting next to the wall where the waves come from in the wave pool with the establishment's owner. 
But as he says, because he was so close to the wall, one of the waves swallowed him up and pushed him underneath into a large dark cement room. Pretty spooky. Gets worse though, because this thing would perpetually fill up with water entirely and churn violently, sending the former two division champ careening around underwater, smashing into the concrete around him. This apparently went on for some time before BJ was rescued. The room emptying and refilling with water, thrashing around and nearly drowning him every single time. Penn said it was thinking about his kids and remaining calm that got him through. Pretty solid advice if you ever get sucked into a wave pool engine. BJ refused to hold the park accountable in any way, saying he's not the kind of guy who shows up to your house to play and gets hurt then tries to sue you. Except, you know, this is a water park where a whole bunch of other people might get hurt if the accident was caused by faulty equipment or negligence. But yeah, man, good on you. Number seven, Matt Grice. Oklahoma police officer, badass amateur wrestler, and UFC veteran Matt Grice was waiting at a stoplight on September 8th, 2013, when his life changed forever. Instead of facing Jeremy Larson at the upcoming UFC 166, he would spend the next 18 months fighting for his life in a hospital after a distracted driver plowed into the rear of his Jeep at 65 miles per hour. Grice was in bad shape. He'd suffered a catastrophic brain injury, causing the organ to swell and press against his skull. His prospects of survival were slim. Because of the swelling, the doctors would induce a coma and be forced to remove part of his skull to hopefully relieve the tension. The procedure worked and Matt would survive, but when he woke up, he came back to a world he didn't know. His own wife and children unrecognizable to him. Matt told Bleacher Report that he just started bawling. I cannot even imagine what that was like. Over the next year and a half of surgeries, physical therapy, and pure determination, Grice recovered his memories as well as his body's functionality. While he would never be able to fight again, he was back on the beat as soon as he was capable, and is the head coach at American Elite MMA in Edmond, Oklahoma to this very day. Matt credits his being in tremendous physical condition as to why he was able to pull through, a pretty common theme in this list full of basically superhumans. Number 6, Brian Barbarina. It was the last day of camp before Brian Barberina was to head out to Vegas for his bout with Daniel Rodriguez at Fight Night 182. A routine of practice as any, Bam Bam had his final sparring session, hung out with the boys afterwards for a bit, then hopped into his car to head home, a four and a half hour drive. It was during the trek that Barberina started having stomach pains, severe ones, then tingling all around and sweating like it was round three. Then he suddenly went completely blind while driving at a high rate of speed on the interstate. After safely pulling over and regaining his ability, ability to see, Brian was transported via an ambulance to the hospital where they kind of thought he was okay. They sent him to the front desk to register, but when a nurse noticed Barbarina pleading for help and looking like he was about to kick the bucket, they rushed him to see a doctor where it turned out that a kick to the gut during sparring had ruptured a couple arteries. That's not good. Emergency surgery was required to save the UFC veteran's life. He had four pints of blood in his stomach. We only have eight to twelve total. The docs told Barbarina had they started his life-saving surgery maybe two minutes later, it would have been curtains. Told he may never fight again, Brian fully recovered and was back in the cage again less than a year after his close encounter with the Reaper. Number 5. Minotaro Noguera if you've ever seen Minotaro Noguera fight, there's been at least a moment in your mind that you wondered about the large indention on his back. Was it something that he'd had since birth? Was he in some kind of accident? Well, as Big Nog puts it, the cause of the irregularity is in large part why he's able to persevere even through the worst of it during his bouts. Because compared to what happened to him when he was 10 years old, cage fights are child's play. Noguera and his twin brother were at their uncle's house playing in the street with other neighborhood kids. A large truck was parked in the area, and the future Pride FC champion was 
entirely unaware that it had been started and was beginning to back up right towards him. The driver would unknowingly roll right over Noguera with his rear tire, breaking the fighter's legs and ribs, which punctured his liver. His diaphragm was crushed as well. Big Nog would spend four days in a coma and has said that even in that state, he could see the doctors telling his family he wasn't going to make it. Forced to use breathing machines because his airway had been destroyed, doctors would remove one of his ribs permanently, as well as a portion of his damaged liver in order to save his life. All in all, Noguera would spend the next 11 months in the hospital recovering from his injuries, and even when he was discharged, he still couldn't even walk. It was a long road to recovery and then becoming a world-class athlete, but now you know the story of the scar and a good part of the reason Big Nog was one of the most mentally tough fighters the sport has ever seen. Number 4. Matt Hughes Alright, I'm convinced a country boy can truly survive. The story of Matt Hughes' recovery after being hit by a train is almost beyond belief. In 2017, the former welterweight champion was driving to a farm in Montgomery County, Illinois to help transport some fuel for a buddy when his truck was sideswiped by a train on the passenger side. At this time of year, the cornfields were fully grown, creating low visibility for the surrounding area. Not only that, but the train crossing apparently only had a yellow sign. No bars, no blinking lights with bells, nothing. Hughes doesn't remember anything about the day, but assumes he just didn't see the train coming. And given his explanation of the area, it seems fairly plausible. He even filed a lawsuit over the lack of adequate warning signs. See how that works, BJ Penn? It's okay to make sure things are safe for others. You're not being a punk for suing when negligence nearly gets you killed. Hughes suffered a catastrophic brain injury and was in a medically induced coma for 19 days. Things were very grim. It did not look like Hughes was going to make it. As he put it according to his MRIs, the doctor said he never should have woken up. But he did, and not only that, he relearned how to do everything. Things we take for granted every single day. Walking, talking, knowing how to eat, being able to bathe ourselves, expressing what we're thinking or feeling. Matt's been very candid in saying that the road to recovery was rough, and early on he thought about finishing the job the train started. But in the years since, Hughes has made remarkable leaps in returning his previous functionality. It's truly amazing that not only did he survive, but he's been able to recover as much as he has. Who would have thought that Matt Hughes would do something more amazing in life than even his incredible Hall of Fame MMA career. On a darker note, however, since recovering, a series of restraining orders were filed against Hughes in 2019 from both his wife and brother alleging physical violence. While the situation with his brother was settled out of court, he and his wife would divorce shortly after the restraining order was filed. Number 3. Donald Cerrone it might actually be easier just to tell you about the times Donald Cerrone didn't nearly perish during one of his many adventures. Seriously, we can make a top 20 list of insane shit where Cowboy almost bit the dust. But for the sake of time, let's just hit some of the highlights. Falling 40 feet to the ground off a rock wall when his anchor snapped, resulting in a broken hip. You know, no big deal, just get up and brush it off. Or that time he was scuba diving in a lake and his equipment failed, sending him to the very bottom, forcing him to literally crawl out of the depths as his air supply ran out in order to survive. You know, stuff that happens to all of us. Oh, another doozy. When he literally spilled his guts slamming into the handlebars on his motocross bike, resulting in a two-week medically induced coma, flatlining three separate times, partial removal of his organs, and years later as a result, his stomach would get all knotted up with his intestines, so they had to go back inside him and sort it all out. You know what scared Cowboy the most, though? He was cave diving with a buddy when he had what he called a total silt-out. Cerrone said he couldn't see his own hands in front of him, the water had become so murky, let alone his friend or the 
line that's used to guide yourself back to the surface. At least now we know what scares Cowboy, being left completely alone in the depths of a pitch black cave underwater with no way of discerning how to resurface. Basically the scariest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. That's a big nope for me. He managed to get out by the way. Number two, Blagoy Ivanov. I hope you're sitting down for this one because it's something else. Blagoy Ivanov, you know him, five-fight UFC veteran. He was the World Series of Fighting Heavyweight Champion before that, beat Fedor in Sambo. Anyway, Blagoy's at a nightclub in his hometown of Sofia, Bulgaria with a couple of his boys when like 10 dudes come up on him looking for trouble. There was apparently some history here, some bad blood, and according to Bulgarian authorities, these guys were involved in organized crime. After a tense exchange, a fight broke out, but the mobsters were playing dirty with bats and knives. Ivanov took a 12-inch blade to the chest right underneath his armpit. The steel went through his lung and into his heart. Blagoy was able to escape his attackers and ran outside to hail a cab. Why a cab? Because an ambulance would take a lot longer to get to a nightclub and he's a fucking badass. As he's getting Ubered to the hospital, Ivanov passes out only to wake up three months later. A six-hour surgery to suture his heart and lungs saved his life and he was placed in a medically induced coma for two weeks, which he did come out of, but then a week later his lung got an infection, and he was once again placed in the coma while the doctors did what they could to fight it off. They eventually woke him back up in May. He was alive, but 100 pounds lighter and couldn't walk. The Bulgarian got back to work, though, immediately. First learning to walk again, then work out. 16 months later, he would be fighting again in Bellator, back to his full weight. He would win nine of his next 10 on his way to the UFC. I told you you'd want to be seated for that one. Number one, Rulon Gardner. American Olympic gold medal wrestler and legend Rulon Gardner had a single fight in Pride FC which makes him eligible for this list, and oh my god, you're not gonna believe these stories. In 2002, the big man was snowmobiling with some bros in the Wyoming mountains when he went on without them late into the day before getting caught in a gully and crashing his vehicle into a shallow river. Completely soaked from the waist down due to the spill, Gardner hopelessly tried to pull his snowmobile out of the water, but only succeeded in drenching himself in sweat. With temperatures getting down to negative 20, 25, Rulon made himself a little shelter up against a tree and prepared for the end. But 18 hours later, when he was found by the rescue teams, the son of a bitch was still alive somehow. Don't get me wrong, he was in bad shape. He had hypothermia and his body temperature was 80 degrees. He also lost the toe to frostbite that he keeps in his refrigerator, but the dude made it. An incredible story, right? A once-in-a-lifetime tale of survival. Once-in-a-lifetime if you're not Rulon Gardner. Five years later, the dude would crash into a lake in a small plane with two buddies. Friends of Rulon Gardner stopped going on trips with this man. Of course, they survived plummeting out of the sky and slamming into water. That's not gonna stop Rulon. At least make it hard for the guy. Make him swim for an hour in 44 degree water to get to the shore of the lake. Yeah, that happened. He and his buddies did that. And then they survived the night soaking wet with no fire and no shelter. All three of them were totally fine because of course they were. Oh yeah, he also survived a motorcycle accident, lost 173 pounds in 16 weeks, and when he was a kid, somebody accidentally shot him in the stomach with an arrow. Rulon Gardner is the most interesting person that has ever existed. Huge shout out to Lawton Veerkant for masterfully piecing this video together. The casual can be found on Twitter and IG at Lawton underscore Veerkant, where he's probably laying down some sweet tunes. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.